Hi, this is Lorlin, community developer on Assassin's Creed. Welcome to Inside the Studio, a discussion with the developers of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. In this episode, Victoria Linnell sat down with audio director Lydia Andrew, who talks about how sound creates rich and immersive experiences. From casting voice actors to working on the music score, Lydia explains the evolving and collaborative process of working with audio. Sit back and listen. This is Inside the Studio. Hi, I'm Victoria. I'm your host on Inside the Studio, and today I'm here with Lydia Andrew, the audio director on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. How are you, uh, Lydia? I'm good, thank you. Could you tell us a little bit, because you're the audio director on Odyssey, could you tell us a little bit about how that is and uh, what your role is on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, so audio director is a job that covers a lot of different things. Our department is a department that really interacts with all the other departments of the studio, um, which is great. I think it gives us a really unique... Um, perspective on the game because we get to talk about all the different parts. Um, one of the things uh, that I've been very involved in on this game is the casting and the speech part of the game. So not all audio directors, not all audio teams deal with casting of, uh, of actors, but it's something that myself and the production manager on my team have dealt with. Um, so that's been really great because you're <laughs> really seeing the development of the, of the characters from the very beginning to the very end of the project. So we've been there um, when we cast, uh, for example, Melisanthe and Michael, who play Alexios and Cassandra. Wow, yeah. um, we've been there from their first auditions all the way now to, <laughs> you know, delivering the mm -hmm. game. Um, and speech uh, for Odyssey is a huge part of the experience because choice is at the centre of the game. So we're allowing you to choose your character. We're allowing you to, to explore the world in your own way. We're encouraging you to interact with all sorts of different people. So the script the performances, how that's integrated, how the player experiences voice in the game, it's super important uh, to everyone on the team. Um, so speech is an area I'm very involved with, but obviously I'm also very involved with music and the direction of music on the project, mm -hmm. and also uh, all of the sound uh, in the game. So with the music, um, there's two parts. There's the composed music that we're working on with specific composers, um, and that's all of the underscore, everything you hear when you're exploring, when you're in combat, when you're uh, in on the boat in combat, when you're in a quest, yeah. all of all of everything that, that gets the adrenaline, adrenaline going. Yeah, yeah. So we're really focusing on you know the emotion of the mm -hmm. game, the pace, the sensation we're trying to give you. Maybe we're trying to warn you about something, or maybe we're just supporting the choices you're making in the dialogue, for example. So we have to pay attention to those uh, audio cues. Yeah. So we've we've spent a lot of time <laughs> and effort on the music. So um, I'll be I'll be very interested to see what people think. Um, we've worked with some very talented composers and it's been a real pleasure uh, to work on the game together with The Flight. Uh, that's the name of, of the guys that are the composers on the game. And then obviously we have uh, the source music. So we've introduced Systemic Naval back into the game uh, this very time. Very exciting. Very exciting. I love boats and I love being on the water. So <laughs> and the audio of boats. Oh, I love the audio of boats. It, yeah. <laughs> I love swimming underwater with the creatures, everything. So um, we've created ancient Greek sea shanties, 
uh, which we have on the boat. And we've worked on those again with, with a different group of, of collaborators, um, with a lyricist, with a, a musician based in Athens, a composer there. So that's another part of my job. And then helping um, with the direction and the reviewing and everything, the mix of the ambiences, the sound of navigation, the sound of combat, it's wow. its all in there. It's a whole world in itself. It is a yeah. whole world in itself. And I'm really lucky to work with a very, very talented and passionate group of people. And where did you draw your inspirations from when creating audio for Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Um, for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we've gone further back in time than ever before in Assassin's. So that was both a challenge and a huge adventure for us because where do you do your research? Um, For example, the last project I was working on, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, we could go and look up what pieces of music were heard in the world at that time. We could get the Mm -hmm. lyrics of the songs from from, uh, the late 1800s. But for this game, there's one stone column in Greece Uh, with a piece of musical annotation on it, and that's all that exists from our time period. Wow. So everything was mm-hmm. research. We were working really closely with our historian um, here. She's great. She's an expert in ancient Greece. Um, very closely with outside uh, specialists, for example, people that helped us translate the speech into ancient Greek, people that were specialists in Greek music. And then we've done a lot of research for things like the boat. For example... We wanted to do some recordings um, Mm -hmm. to to recreate this ancient wooden boat. But most boats now are built out of metal or fiberglass. They might have wood, but it's not the only thing. And so in trying to recreate that, we did a lot of recording of Foley work. Um, We used our sound effects libraries. But we also, for example, went on a 16th century galleon, a recreated 16th century galleon, which which was in Quebec City for um, a sailing festival. Because that That's boat, so specific. Yeah, that <laughs> boat is built of wood. And so it gave us the opportunity to record what does a, a wooden boat sound like? Um, how does it move through the water? And even though we couldn't we couldn't record an ancient Greek trireme, mm-hmm. it was it was a good a good um, close thing yeah, for us. The it most was, authentic. That's feel it. To it. There's yeah. a texture that's similar. And then we combined that with all sorts of other sounds. Um, the same with uh, The, for example, the the sounds of the world. Um, I was very lucky that I went on a research trip with some other people from the studio, and I took um, a Zoom recorder with me, very similar to the one you're recording <laughs> me on today. And when we were there, I would I would go, uh, you know, away from the group I was with, and I would walk through the ancient olive groves or walk around the ruins of the area we were in or go down by the water in a bay that where there was no one else and even though those sounds may not be the sounds all the sounds we've used in the game they gave us an inspiration for simple things like the amount of 
bees that you could hear <laughs> in the environment. Seriously, oh. when we were there... I would never have thought of that. No, it's, yeah. it's really crazy. Um, when we were there, it was springtime in Greece. And actually, the creative director of our game, Joe, yeah. one day he said to me, what is that sound? <laughs> like, everywhere we are, oh, what's that sound? And I said, it's bees everywhere oh, we go. Oh, my goodness. Because there's so many wildflowers, it's such a beautiful, incredible landscape. We were hearing bees, like, buzzing between the flowers. It kind of sounded like someone was mowing their lawn in the distance <laughs> all the time. But it was super cool because it just gave us that little hook, that mm-hmm. little bit of inspiration. So when we came back and we looked at the amazing world that's being built by the team here, we could think, okay, great, that's this kind of environment. There's a warmth to that or there's a dryness to that or it's very lush, it's paradise kind of place. And those moments of research of being in that environment or researching online or listening to things that were created in those places allowed us to build up all these layers and form this, this great picture. And the audio is really there to enrich like the reality that the, uh, the, commu- like the player is in, mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. So we're trying to do a, a lot of different things. Yeah. We really want to support the, the reality. Like, I'm on my horse and I'm riding through this environment and I'm riding across these kind of textures and then an animal, a wolf comes out yeah. of the, the <laughs> night and attacks me. You know, Very dynamic. Yeah, we're trying to support all of that, the, the reality, the action and reaction of, of what you're experiencing. But also with all of the sound, we're trying to support the pace, the rhythm of the gameplay, and also the emotion that you're experiencing. So what is the the ambiences in the forest at night telling us? When we get close to um, maybe some of the, the mythical creatures in the game, what does that environment tell us about it? Does it foreshadow something? Is it helping us to be maybe aware or cautious? Mm-hmm. Or is it supporting in the music of the dialogues our relationship with this character? You know, I I meet this character, I hear his music, and it says something about who he is and what my relationship is with him. Wow. And when you're, are you very hyper aware of all these sounds? Like, uh, because if you know what they mean in certain contexts, like at night, this is the feeling that it's going to bring. When you're listening to sounds on your day to day, like, do you think about uh, the the context and uh, what it elicits in you as a response? It's true that I can watch something where the picture is bad, but if the sound's bad, it really, it really <laughs> disturbs me. Yeah, like I can watch something where the picture's a little bit bad, but if the sound's bad, that I find it really distances me or, or pulls mm-hmm. me out of the moment. Um, certainly, when you're working on on this kind of project, it the title of this game is great. The Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because yes. it really has been an odyssey for us. It really has been a journey and an adventure, and we've gone on it together. And you do, when you live in this environment for that period of time, and you really get to know your characters, and you get to love the characters and the action of the game and the stories they're experiencing, and you live in this incredible environment with all this amazing, these amazing things you can do the sound starts to grow out of that for you and you Mm -hmm. start to get to the point where you know if it's right or not. It just feels right or it doesn't. Like it's it's very organic and a very holistic 
experience um, for us. But also I think we're always looking for input from other people and feedback from other people because like anyone, you can get a bit close to your work sometimes. So you need that input from the other people you're working with, that feedback to say, hey, I was playing this and that sounded really cool or oh, I was playing this and I didn't quite understand what was happening there. I felt the sound was giving me a different message. Yeah, to it was clashing what I, with what yeah. was happening. Yeah. And it was maybe a bit misleading. Mm-hmm. Is it meant to be misleading or is it is that just not quite working yet? So it's a very organic and collaborative experience and and on that point one of the things that's been amazing is the collaborations we've had with people outside Ubisoft as well because really on this project we've had some amazing collaborations with people and the people we've worked with especially the people who who are culturally Greek or their families are Greek or something like that they've been so passionate about this project and working on it that their creativity their energy has just refreshed everything for us has fed into what we're doing. It's been a really lovely um, series of conversations. It's also about adapting. Absolutely. The audio is uh, constantly like challenging you to yeah. uh, change your perspective as well, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's really a process that continues to iterate and evolve and, and, uh, and change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something as, as game developers we're very used to and, and we, we have to do because on games as, as complex as this, as big as this, as creative and inventive as this, you want to be able to iterate, you want to be able to, to change direction or modify where you want to go. And all of those all of those things, whether it's something with the actor, something with the script, the style of animation, something in the world, um, something in gameplay. You know, you experience something in the gameplay and you're like, oh, that's really cool. What can we do to, to enhance support it, yeah, that, to yeah. enhance it? Yeah. And uh, you talk a lot about the collaborative, uh, collaborative aspect uh, of all of this, uh, of this process. Um, and you mentioned uh, the passion of working with people also outside of Ubisoft. Um, did you work with a lot of people outside of Ubisoft um, to define how Alexios and Cassandra talk, how all the characters in the game uh, speak, the way they uh, sound? So in terms of how they sounded, that really was um, a process of, of creation and, and adaptation that happened within the team here. So it was very much, you know, Mel and Joe working together to define the story, to define the characters and who they were with input from lots of other people. And then us speaking about them a lot and kind of defining who we felt the characters were. But of course, once you start working with actors, once you start working with musicians, you start working with other people, they bring their talent, their mm-hmm. experience to that process. They enrich that process and they allow you to maybe think about something from a different perspective. Um, and that's what's really, it's a part of my job that I really enjoy because you're constantly being challenged in a good way. You know, you have yeah. to adapt, yeah. you have to think on your feet. And that's a really nice um a really nice opportunity in a job to be constantly having that that process of, of back and forth. But also for me, for example, with Greek, I don't speak Greek. <laughs> I need to have <laughs> That's people. That's a challenge, yeah. Yeah, I need to have people to help us with that. We all need people to help that, us with that. So, for example, um, 
We had an actor um, uh, who was uh, an expert, spoke Greek fluently, and and was very good on the pronunciation of of Greek words, of ancient yeah. Greek words. Yeah. And so with him, we created a, a lexicon. So every Greek word we knew we'd have in the game, we recorded him saying it. Mm. And then when we were in the recording sessions, if there was any doubt, if there was any kind of uncertainty about the stress in that yeah. word, the intonation, the accent, we would play back to the actor the lexicon. So if they wanted to know, oh, do we pronounce the the name of the character, say, for example, with my name, Lydia, do we pronounce the name Lydia, do we pronounce it Lydia? Do we, you know, where do <laughs> yeah, we there's put so many the different stress? ways of saying it. Yeah, so it was, we'd play the thing back and we'd be like, that's that's how you say it. And we double-checked that with our historian, we double-checked it with another language expert, so we felt very confident that it would be consistent. And then in working with, for example, translating our, our English script for all the crowd characters into ancient Greek... Um, oh wow! We, yeah, yeah, I we, didn't think about that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a really big adventure. Um, we met uh, actually a, a lady with the same name as me, Lydia. <laughs> Never Lydia. <laughs> she she um, uh, was one of our casting directors. We used her in Greece, and she ended up being one of our voice directors there as well. And she put us in touch with a, a really incredible uh, theatre director and a poetess who could translate our script into ancient Greek for us. So we gave our script to, to this lady, and she collaborated with this other, this other guy who's this uh, a director in Greek theatre in Athens. And they helped us then to, to modify the language and to create a form of a kind of combination of ancient and modern Greek so people would understand it, but they would still feel they were in a different place in a different time. And we did the same with the songs we wrote. We, we mm-hmm. had uh, original songs that are sung in the game that reflect the story that you've, you've uh, experienced. So we wrote those songs in English, but we knew we wanted them in Greek as well. So you had those translated so as well? So we got okay. those translated by a, a different person into Greek. And we had a choir oh <laughs> that <God>. sang those <laughs> in both English yeah. and in Greek for us. So you can see it's actually... When I talk about it, I kind of can't believe it because it's it's such a um, a huge spectrum of things that we've done. So much went into it. We yeah. went from bees to a choir to a, yeah. a boat, <laughs> like the material, so many different techniques used yeah. to really immerse players in the world of Odyssey. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. It's really, it really is an Odyssey. I can't say that enough it, it really is, is really and for you as well it's a journey also back in time because as you said uh, earlier um a lot of these sounds or you didn't necessarily well, you wouldn't know how they sounded at the time you don't have access to that um so how did you navigate that like what you're trying to do i think is t- because we are creating an interactive experience because we're creating a game we're always trying to take the the experience of of being this kind of player in history that the Assassin's Creed brand has, that you get to experience a moment in history, but also make sure that it communicates to a modern audience, that people can understand what's happening. So for us, it's that combination of a very large amount of research, whether that's with historians, with experts on the internet, in books, you know, listening to maybe finding the ancient instruments and listening to the sounds that you can make with them. 
whatever kind of research we're doing, we're then synthesizing that into Mm -hmm. the gameplay, into the experience. Because, for example, there might be an ancient instrument that is appearing on all of the vases in ancient Greece. Yes. And you go, it's iconic, we want to use that. But then when you use it, you're like, oh, wow, that's quite a challenging sound (laughs) if you are only listening to that instrument. So how can we combine that? Like, how can we use parts of that instrument? Or how can we combine the sound of that instrument with maybe a modern musical scale or a modern piece of rhythm? in order to give the player the feeling that they're in that other universe, in that other world, you know, really inside the experience, but at the same time, it's accessible to them. They understand what's happening. Maybe it challenges them a little bit, but it's never um, pulling you out of the experience. So all of those things have to work Mm -hmm. together. And whether that's the, the, for us, the music or the sound or the speech, we're working together to make sure those things very clearly communicate and work together to build a, an entire experience. I think the magic of it all is that when you're playing, you, you don't necessarily notice all of this. You know what's happening. You're hearing the audio cues, but you're not realizing completely what is happening. And that's, it's, it's pretty magical. That's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's it's like a lot of work that goes into it. And then it feels so real that unless you're suddenly taking a seat back and listening attentively, mm-hmm. you might not notice it because you're fully immersed. I really hope people are fully immersed. I really hope that what we're doing is is giving them this very rich deep experience yes, that yeah. they can lose themselves in, that they can they can engage with in a way that it feels very seamless for them that that maybe something is actually does sound very different for a moment but it's good it's right in that context because it's light and shade it's a constant kind of wave of moving up and down and making things feel alive and um, not having too much repetition and making sure that the player can really immerse themselves and that's very important and yeah sometimes people say with sound that you kind of don't really notice it but actually it is so rich it's surrounding you it's there and it's supporting all of your actions and helping to tell the story so so that's what we're trying to achieve and uh and i hope that's that's uh, what people experience when they play the game do you think some sounds will sound uh, will, uh do you think some sounds will be unfamiliar to uh, players um i think one of the things that we've tried to do is for example um on the boat which is a good example people won't have been on a trireme we couldn't take a trireme out to sea and like (laughs) row it up and down and record the sounds that wasn't possible for us to do so what we've done is we've used our imagination plus recording different things to make something that we feel tells the story gives you a feeling of that authenticity or a feeling of that exploration um and that's what we're trying to communicate with the player um whether this all works exactly like it would on a trireme, whether it sounds exactly like it would on a trireme. I don't know exactly what that sounded like two and a half thousand years ago. So we're using our imagination, we're using all the tools we have at our disposal to to paint that picture with sound, to create that experience with sound. And I just want the player to, to feel like it's solid for them, it's real for them, it makes sense, it gives them good feedback. Um, 
But yeah, if I have the opportunity to go on a two and a half thousand year old trireme, I would take that opportunity. <laughs> you would do it for a sound. Yeah. What are you most excited um, to finish? Like, what are you most excited for uh, our community to um, hear or feel or experience uh, playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Um, I'm really, I'm such a big fan of the fact that we've put choice at the center of the game. I love the fact that you get to choose your character, that you get to, to customize what you're wearing. You really get to play in different ways. And also through the branching interactive dialogues, your experience can be quite different. You know, you and I could sit next to each other playing the same game <laughs> and just through the choices we're making, we could have quite a different experience. And I really love that because It's very organic. It's really responding to what the player wants to do and what kind of player they want to be, what kind of character they want to be, what kind of decisions they want to make. And we don't have a judgment about that. We're not saying this is good, this is bad, you should go here, you should do that. It really is giving you a freedom of choice. And as a player myself, I really enjoy that. And in this game, especially in ancient Greece, with this idea of this kind of, you know, huge adventure across this epic landscape, choosing where you go and what you see and how you do that just makes it a much richer experience. So I'm really looking forward to people having that opportunity. And, uh, and yeah, the different choices you make, yeah. you're going to hear different stuff too. So uh, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, closing my eyes and listening to everything that you've created. Yeah, I, I would say if you want to just chill out, yeah. go and swim around underwater with the dolphins and oh. the whales and hear the boats going over your head. Because, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just need to chill. So go and do <laughs> chill that. Underwater. Chill underwater. Just avoid the sharks. Climb, yeah, avoid the sharks. Climb up a mountain. Chill out. Look at the environment. Hear the music. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> it's a game with that kind of range of experience, very intense experiences, very emotional experiences, very exciting experiences. And then those moments where you're just moving through this beautiful landscape and, and certainly um, being out on the water, being under the water, being high up on a mountain, they're very different experiences and the sound is part of that. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much for your very insightful answers to our questions. <laughs> I am definitely going to take you up on that suggestion and go swim with dolphins. I suggest that everyone does the same. You've heard it here first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts for us or anything else you'd like to say? I mean, you've been very, <laughs> very uh, informative. Um, no, I'm just very excited for yeah. the release of this game. I can't wait to play it myself at home because it's quite a different experience. And I can't wait for other people to play yeah, it. Yeah, share it with your family and your yeah, friends. Yeah. Especially the people we've worked with. I, I can't wait for them to get their copy of the game and sit down and play it themselves because they're super excited and passionate about the project. And uh, I, I get still get quite regular emails from people saying oh I can't wait I can't wait for the 5th of October so I can sit yeah, in my yeah. own home and play the game so, yeah you sound so excited I'm I excited am. we're I all am. excited this is really great <laughs> thank you so much Lydia thank you very thank much you. thank you thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed Lydia Andrews stories about the audio in Assassin's Creed Odyssey let us know what you think about this interview on Twitter and our official forums Stay tuned for a new episode next month. À bientôt